Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Dear brothers and sisters, Muslims, uh, wherever you might be may Allah عز وجل uh, provide you with the strength and the uh, ajr and the hasanat uh, during this month of Ramadan and enable all of us to to practice the best of the deeds in this month so we may deserve the best of the rewards from Allah Azza wa Jal. Tonight, with this, uh, the second night in the last 10 days of Ramadan, which are reported to be the ones those the most powerful days and nights where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam although uh, he would have been in the entire month of Ramadan absolutely devout for all the activities in this month but reported that on the last 10 days uh, would actually as uh, Aisha says Shadda al-Mizar means he tightens the belt around his uh, waist and he becomes uh, in absolute uh, uh, submission status to Allah Azza wa and doing all that would bring him yet one more step closer to Allah Azza wa So this year, these are the months, the days that we hope and pray to Allah Azza wa to enable us to be uh, uh, to be one of those who succeed and make it all the way to the Jannah. May Allah Azza wa bless all of you and all of the Muslims, inshallah. So that's one. Now, on the other side, I would like to emphasize on the on the issue that has to do with the most uh, urgent and, uh, and uh, pressing issues of the Ummah today. Uh, we know that Ramadan, uh, the Sawm, the Salah, the Zakah, these are the tools that Allah Azza wa gave us so that we can be up to the task which is ahead of us. That's why in the Quran, Allah says, Allah has revealed or has prescribed al-siyam upon us in this month of Ramadan, so that we may attain taqwa. And we have also talked in the past that this taqwa will enable us to be able to to watch always for Allah and to be careful that we will always be on alert as far as Islam comes in. Now, one of the most urgent issues that the Muslims have been uh, uh, living through and uh, uh, trying very hard to resolve is the issue of the Ummah at large, which is the issue of the restoration of Islam as a system in the lives of Muslims. Today, we witness as much as you do and the whole world that we can practice the individual practices of Islam. We can fast Ramadan despite all the hardships that happen in the world, despite all the wars, despite all the events that are taking place in Kashmir, in Palestine, in Gaza, in Myanmar, wherever, despite all the poverty that's happening, we still can do our fasting. Despite the fact that uh, masajid have been closed in many places uh, under the auspices of Corona, or maybe for other reasons, but nevertheless, we still can fast, we still can pray. So this is done. However, what is what is uh, uh, missing at, at a big time, uh, or which is really impacting the life of Muslims and the, li- and the life of people in the world at large, is the this issue which I keep calling the absence of the implementation of the rules of Islam. And those rules of Islam, the rules that Allah Azza wa Jal revealed, 
are the ones, the only ones that can guarantee the fair distribution of wealth, the fair, the, the fair justice provided for all mankind without distinction between races, between genders, between uh, first countries, second countries, third developed countries. Uh, this is the absence of these rules, these systems in the social life which provide harmony and happiness within the family life, within between children and parents, and that's what we call the social system of Islam, the one that brings the tranquility into the hearts of the husband and the wife and the children. The absence of the financial system which guarantees that each and every one in the in the in uh, of the people that live under the rules of, the rules of Islam receives his fair share of the wealth that Allah Azza wa Jal provided uh, in this world. And that's that's because of an economic system that allows the property to be owned by either individuals or by state or by uh, the common uh, people. It's also the judicial system that allows only just rules to be implemented and to prevail. So that's really what's missing. I'm, and that's what needs to be restored. And when we say restoration and revival, to restore, to restore the uh, system, the structure of Islam that the Prophet وسلم, spent 13 years in Mecca before he was able to build it in Medina. And that structure as a structure continued all the way through until 1924 in March as a structure. I'm not talking about individuals who are on top of the structure. Uh, the structure that the Prophet وسلم, established where the main laws are going to be extra- extracted from Islam, that the structure is providing a unity between the people who live within the society of Islam, irrespective of their uh, uh, race or uh, uh, gender or ethnicity, and even irrespective of the faith, because it's it's a system of law. It's a system of law derived from the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet That needs that's the one that needs to be restored. That's the one that's absent. Today, in any part of the Muslim world, and even non-Muslim world, you don't have a problem finding a place, uh, a mosque to pray. You don't have find an issue uh, of fasting. Even you don't have, as a woman, you don't have an issue of wearing your hijab, except in some places like in France, sometimes where they really go out of their own way to, to oppose even the uh, most decent parts of the Islamic regulations regarding the woman. But in general, those individual personal activities have been uh, uh, at large being doable or uh, plausible by all Muslims. What is not uh, uh, implemented, what is absent, what is urgently needed is the restoration of the structure of Islam. And when I talk about the structure, again, I uh, refer to the hadith, the very famous hadith that we all know and we teach our children with, that Islam has been constructed upon five, which is the witnessing that Allah and Muhammad, Allah is the, the only God, Muhammad is his messenger, upon the, uh, built upon the salah, the zakah, the psalm, and the hajj. Those are the four pillars and the foundation of Islam. And But remember, the hadith says Islam is constructed upon. So there is a structure which is constructed upon these pillars. That structure has collapsed There are for, for, for many reasons. I'm not going to discuss the reasons here, the causes. The truth of the matter is that the structure has collapsed, has been absent for more than 100 years already uh, uh, within the lives of the Muslim. That needs to be restored. Now, in order for this to be restored, the people, the Muslims, those who live with Islam and under Islam, they have suffered during this, the absence of the structure of Islam is what we call the decline. As an ummah, as people, they have suffered decline. The structure of Islam is absent. The structure was very necessary to keep the revival, to sustain a revival of an ummah. In fact, no nation in the world, whether it's a Muslim or non-Muslim, can, uh, uh, can sustain its own revival without a proper structure that is built to, 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 to create survival, uh, revival and to sustain it. 
Uh, any remember the Soviet Union when the Soviet Union was in in place that was structure that structure it was able to sustain a revival of the people all the people who had lived under socialism now revival does not mean does not mean something does not mean happiness it means that uh, uh, revival means uh, it's anti decline you are able to proceed in this life in building your uh, normal life, your economy, uh, the uh, bonds between people, uh, being able to defend your lands, your people, being able to uh, uh, to promote your ideas, your thoughts, without the fear of other people. That's a revival is the ability to transfer what you have with the utmost strength without being uh, uh, put down, if you will. So that's the revival. So when the structure is absent, and especially for us now emphasizing the issue and focusing on us as Muslims, when the structure has collapsed, uh, the, 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 the ummah has gone into a deep decline. Decline which is visible in educational system, in innovations, in developments, uh, in uh, advancement in technology, in health, in medicine, in uh, solving their own problems, in protecting uh, the ability to protect their lands and their belongings, the ability to uh, to, make, to make sure that they are not exploited as an ummah or as people or as individuals, to uh, uh, to make sure that all of the ummah can come up to the aid of a one and the one uh, person, the individual comes to the support of the entire ummah. That process, which is in its totality can be termed as the revival is absent also. So there is a decline and there is a lack of structure. Now, uh, uh, having said that, we say, what does this have to do with Ramadan? Well, Ramadan is, as I mentioned, it's a month that Allah Azza wa Jal uh, uh, brought to us and uh, uh, gifted it to us as a month which is geared to build the taqwa the taqwa, which is the power of Iman that allows you to really perform, to provide your best performance. Because in each and every act you will do or an act you refrain from doing, you will always be cautious and conscious that Allah Azza wa is watching you, is seeing you, is uh, holding you accountable for these acts. Now, of course, it's uh, uh, this is done. Uh, this uh, uh, accountability takes place all the time, whether it's Ramadan or not Ramadan. But in Ramadan, is a time to generate this energy from within that allows me to really be very absolutely careful and cautious and alert in all for all of the tasks that I'm required to do. And those issues now, of course. We all know that the month of Quran, the month of Ramadan is also the month of Ramadan. And the month of Ramadan is also, uh, I mean, the month of the Quran. And it's also the month of the Furqan. Furqan is the split between Haqq and Batil. And in during this month, uh, uh, we know, I know, and you know that the majority of the Muslims proceed to read the Quran carefully one time, two times, and go through the ayat and to see what's in this Quran, and you will find so many so many calls in the Quran uh, to tell us uh, how to sustain our uh, uh, self-esteem, our confidence in our deen, and our uh, uh, ability to sustain uh, our strength so that we can uh, achieve whatever Allah wants us to achieve. And here I will just uh, 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 put some shed some light on some of the issues that uh, we we encounter in, in the Quran uh, every now and then uh, in Surah Ar-Rum uh, Allah Azza wa Jal is telling the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in one ayah says Fasbir Fasbir Inna wa'dallahi haqq Inna wa'dallahi Asbir means have sabr because the promise of Allah is a haqq the promise of Allah is a haqq. And in the same surah, a few ayat earlier, Allah Azza wa mentioned that he makes a very strong promise 
that he will provide victory for those who deserve it, which are for the Muslims who believe in Allah and have the good deeds. So there is a promise from Allah now. Now, what does this tell me? Well, the promise of Allah, he never said when. So it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be day after tomorrow, it could be a month from now. So while waiting for this promise, while uh, 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 not waiting, but awaiting, there is difference between wait and await means expecting the time when it comes. Wait is to be in stalemate. While expecting this to happen, be patient and uh, uh, persistent because sabr means persistent. It's not uh, patience sometimes is misunderstood. It says fasbir. And where do I get the sabr? Well, this sabr is, is a practice. It's, it's a property. It's a criteria that I should have. But there is there must be a way to, to build the sabr or to sustain it because sometimes uh, you, you, you are tempted you are tempted to let go. You are tempted to to uh, uh, to leave the issue and just go and do some do something else. Something is not happening. So this persistence is not given. It is something that you have to generate all the time. So this is a time over Ramadan where this issue of sabr, which means be persistent on your work to restore the structure of Islam. Be persistent in. Uh, your work to revive the ummah so that we can rebuild uh, the Islamic system and bring it back uh, where it should be. And this quality uh, and criteria or feature of the human, of us as as people, uh, the best time to create that and to build it and to make sure that it's there is during this month. Because this month is the month of being as close as possible to Allah Azza wa Jal. As, uh, 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 as devout as possible so that our taqwa is at its highest, uh, is, is uh, at its peak. So uh, when Allah is telling us through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, through telling Muhammad fasbir, uh, so this is a time to build that. Inna wa'd Allahi haqq, the wa'd of Allah is true. وَلَا يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ الَّذِينَ لَا يُقِنُونَ and those who don't have absolute certainty, now remember here, uh, here Allah is using this word, the ones who don't have absolute certainty. When it comes to the promise of Allah, many people, they, yes, yes, we know it's Allah has promised. But with the yaqeen, the ones who don't have the yaqeen, sometimes they have shaky faith in this. They, they, they one way or another, try to put you down. Also that you let go of your task. So you don't remain persistent. So you don't keep, you don't insist on what you are looking for, which is the Nasr, which is the the the, the, the victory, which is the ability to revive uh, the Ummah so that we can reconstruct Islam. And uh, the reason now I bring the issue of Nasr here because it's a struggle. It's really the issue of, let me, uh, uh, distract myself a little bit here. The issue of restoring the structure of Islam is not a matter of not understanding what it is. It's not a matter of not knowing how to build it. It's not a matter of not understanding the complete structure so we don't know how to build the economic system or financial system or the political system or the social system or the uh, value system or the judicial system. Uh, and even also the revival issue is not a matter that we don't know what is the process that could lead to the revival of one ummah. It's beyond that. There are, uh, uh, as was faced by the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba in the earlier stages of Islam, it was not the lack of wahi, the revelation that shows the, uh, the, the, the path, the correct path of revival and and building the structure, because I will not say restoring then, just building it from the first time. The issue was the struggle and the obstacles that were imposed by the forces, uh, the very strong evil forces in Mecca. That, that was the, the issue. Is uh, Otherwise, it was not a, a problem convincing the people. It's not a problem conveying the message. It's not a problem letting the people know what Islam is. 
the problem, the, 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 the whole issue was uh, a struggle between haqq and batil. And that's what the Quran, the, 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 the Quran came to say about Ramadan. It's the month of the Furqan. is the one that splits between haqq and batil. And today, by the same token, uh, the restoration of Islam and the structure of Islam is a matter of struggle with many, many forces. The forces that vow not to let Islam replace secularism or Islam replace replaces the uh, civil state or Islam repla- Islamic economy replaces the economic system of capitalism. It's not a matter of that we don't have an economic system. It's the matter that capitalism will not let go and capitalism is uh, protected by superpowers and by uh, agents and by all types of forces. So this is the issue. So now in front of all of these issues, Awaiting the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal, someone, some people, the ones who don't have the yaqeen, alladhina la yaqeenu, la yuqinun, may put you down. That's why Allah says, وَلَا يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ alladhina la yuqinun. Those who don't have the certainty and who have doubts about this nasr and this wa'id of Allah Azza wa Jal coming in, they should not let you down. They should not put you down. They should not push you to leave, to leave what you are supposed to do. In fact, when you say uh, to, to leave uh, or uh, abandon your very dear and sincere tasks, someone would tell me, well, you are talking about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Would it be possible? Well, in fact, the Quran uh, uh, says in, in some occasions in one of the ayat where it says maybe your chest is becoming so tight with this deen, with this Islam with, this, with these huge heavy tasks because Allah Azza wa Jal told him and we know that this Islam that we are uh, 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 revealing to you it's heavy it's not easy because you have to face all types of uh, issues and consequences and uh, uh, strong people like Abu Jahl, like Abu Lahab, like Abu Sufyan at the time, like Al-Warid bin Mughira and today, like America, like Russia, like uh, China, like France, like Britain, like the agents, like the trade, the, the, the uh, dictators in the Muslim world, you are going to face all of these with their intelligence apparatus, with their uh, military, with their all types of uh, uh, think tanks and corporations like Rand corporations like Nixon uh, uh, Strategic Study Center, like all of these, they are going to fa- you are going to face. They will face you if you are not. In another place, uh, it says, Maybe your chest again will become tight. In another place, let be no. Uh, 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 no issues in your chest, in your heart, in your mind about this Islam. Be determined. Be determined. Be strong. Don't let it fluctuate within your within your chest. This is the Prophet ﷺ. And in this case, when in Surah Al-Rum says, "Fasbir inna wa'd Allahi haq," asbir, have sabr, because the wa'd of Allah, the promise of Allah, is a haq. And there are people who are going to shed doubt on this and to make you uh, lose. Uh, a little bit or get loose and let go of some of the task, let them not put you down, those who have doubt. So this month of Ramadan, when we are fasting and we are remembering and uh, uh, memorizing and and really uh, thinking deeply about this issue, this relation with Allah Azza wa Jal that gets stronger and stronger by the night, by the day, by the day when we are fasting and by the night when we are praying and reading the Quran. Let, let that be uh, a supply of our energy so that we don't let anyone put us down or let us down or bring our zeal and strength and resilience and determination to, to, uh, to make it uh, lose or to lessen it in any way. And all of these, and I know and you know, sometimes it could be the fact that you, the fact that the the promise or the nasr or the exact, this victory is taking too long 
that could be that could have a stronger or bigger toll on my nafs on my soul than the hardship itself i may face hardships by being denied uh, a work or a position by being evicted uh, from from the land all the way to another land or evicted from your home to a jail like the people who are in jail and in prison in thousands in Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan and Russia and in many places in the other places in the Muslim world that could have a toll true could be harmful uh, could be uh, uh, severe on the on its consequence on the nafs but yet yet more severe could be more distracting is this time that you are expecting the end of all of this and uh, uh, the issue here especially the ayah I just uh, recited فَصْبِرْ إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ this waiting for the wa'd for the promise for the real victory and we know that Allah will provide victory and by the way the ayah here revealed in Surah Al-Rum is not a coincidence this whole Surah Al-Rum is about the promise of victory to the Muslims. In fact, it started with the issue about a war between the Romans and the Persians. Then it talks about the Nasr, the victory for Muslims. And then that day, it will become a day of celebration for the Muslims when they receive the Nasr of Allah Azza wa Jal. And they did. They did that Nasr during the Battle of Badr. And we talked about the Battle of Badr. So the the uh, the issue here is while waiting in fact again one more time while waiting for the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal don't don't be let down don't loosen up don't let go uh, of your tasks in fact this is a period that could be long or short we don't know nobody knows uh, the, the time when Allah makes a decision that the Nasr will happen. It could be long, it could be short. But while in this process, it says, Don't let those who have lack of certainty, be it kuffar, be it munafiqeen, be it Muslims who don't really uh, inculcate and understand this thoroughly, don't let them impact your work. And your tasks, in other words, your tasks, your work for restoration, your work for revival, your work for carrying the da'wah to bring, to make this Islam the, uh, as a system of Allah to make it supreme. This is not white supremacy or Arab supremacy. This is the supremacy and the sovereignty of Allah who, 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 who is a God who has who is the only one who who is entitled for the uh, sovereignty and the and the supremacy the, so there is no discrimination here because some people would say ah we are coming back to the issue of supremacy what is uh, uh, wrong is the supremacy of a race over a race a color over a color uh, uh, a rich over a poor that's not allowed not acceptable at all but the supremacy of ideas of thoughts or which are absolutely uh, correct and, and connected to Allah Azza wa Jal, there is no question about that. So the issue is going through this to, to implement that, the, the power and the energy to do that should be sustained at its highest level and should never be let down despite the waiting for the wa'ad which is coming. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, the word is coming. The promise is coming. The nasr is coming. The victory is coming. You have to be persistent. Don't let go of anything that you are doing. So now, what does Ramadan have to do with that? It has to do with all of it. Because the issue, the order here, asbar, asbar, stick to what you are doing. Get your persistence and, and, uh, uh, and resilience here so that you can uh, continue doing the work, where do I get the sabr? Now, Ramadan and the psalm, in fact, one of the meaning of psalm is sabr. One of the Arabic meaning, uh, linguistic meaning, psalm is sabr. 
which means refraining from doing something despite the fact that you want to do it. Have sabr. Despite the fact I am thirsty, I don't drink. Despite the fact I am hungry, I don't eat. So that is the issue of sabr. Sabr means uh, uh, restrain yourself from doing what it's not supposed to do or not doing what is supposed to be doing. So that's the, the one of the meaning of Psalm is sabr. Uh, one of the qualities that Psalm uh, enhances and produce is the sabr. And one of the objective of the sabr is to keep working despite the hardships, despite the fact that uh, the, 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 the waiting time or the period that you have been working and doing and you are not seeing your results, your fruits. Because sometimes to see the fruits itself, it's satisfying. Not seeing the fruits uh, when the Prophet Wasallam was in, went to Ta'if to look for a place, a safe haven where he can implement and build the structure that we are talking about. And he was denied that. He was so sad. He was so sad. He was uh, like the, 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 the dua he uh, made to Allah Azza wa Jal that you are Rabbul Mustadafin. He now Allah Rabbul Nas, he's the Rabb of all the people. But in that, that particular event said Rabbul Mustadafin, the Rabb of the oppressed, the Rabb of the uh, overpowered, the Rabb of the uh, ones who are weakened by the society and by the elites and by the power. You are my Rabb and I am absolutely powerless. Absolutely powerless. Uh, don't see how things will open up. I need your help. So he's uh, resorting to Allah Azza wa to build or to recreate the energy in himself so that he can continue. So today, uh, uh, while facing, uh, as uh, my address, while facing to, to, to us and to the people, while facing atrocities, while facing denials, while facing machines and machineries, international and local machineries, which are all focused and well-structured to deny you and to deny us the right to live under Islam, to vow to fight against everything that leads to the implementation of the systems of Islam. Because the systems of Islam denies them the right to be to, to to execute their corruption. That's why they do that. Because they know that Islam will stop their riba. The usually that they, they used to exploit and to suck the blood and the and, and the wealth of nations. They know that Islam will stop that. Islam will stop those big multinational corporations who give themselves the right or who actually who, who, uh, who uh, created their right by uh, installing puppets, regimes, so that they can go and exploit the oil and the gas and the gold and the uranium and all of the metals within the lands of the Muslims and the non-Muslims, whether it's in Latin America or in the Middle East or in the North Africa or in Africa, wherever. So Islam will come and say, look, look, you cannot do that. And I will make sure that you will not be able to do that. When Islam is, uh, when the sovereignty belongs to Islam, Islam will deny them that. So when I say they vow and they fight and they, they insist that Islam shall not build its system, it's a fact. And it's a fact supported by their own zeal. The zeal of the capitalists, the zeal of the kuffar, the zeal of the uh, uh, imperialists, of capitalists, the, their zeal, because they know anything that could impact their ability to suck your blood and your wealth, they will stop it. And Islam is number one. Because Islam does not allow that to happen. Islam is about the fair distribution of wealth. If Islam is about the not allowing riba to execute within the, the, the lives of the people so that it can, it can suck the, the, the wealth of, of nations. Islam is not about that. Islam does not like that. Islam does not allow this uh, uh, narcotism, which is probably one of the greatest, the largest industry in the world today, alcoholism and uh, narcotism that, 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 uh, that kills the momentum and the, and the intelligence 
uh, of people. Islam is about protecting this in, in, in the intelligence facility within humans. Islam is about protecting the honor of man and woman. And this whole capitalistic machine is about dissolving the honor of a human as a human and reducing the whole human into absolute, into very materialistic desires about uh, sex and food uh, and alcoholism. Islam uh, uh, will not allow that. So that's why they are opposing Islam. That's why they they will uh, to, they will try to push away any attempt to restore Islam. And you will feel you feel weak in front of all of this machine. You you do feel weak. Uh, you do feel helpless, powerless. Uh, you don't have the machine. You don't have and one. Uh, 0.001% of the power they have uh, and the ability to manipulate people. We don't have that. But we have our uh, objectives clear. We have our path that we can uh, stick to. We have the fact that Allah Azza wa is our uh, ultimate support. And we know that what we are uh, 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 working on what we are having is the absolute truth that should prevail and must prevail. And Allah Azza wa stands behind that and he promises to, to do that. So I need to have a sabr on this issue so I don't let go. So I don't give up. So I don't go home and say, okay, enough, enough. I've done my work. Look, I have been personally for almost uh, uh, 50 years of my life uh, in this. And every day I remind myself that those 50 years behind my, uh, in, in my age, uh, behind me, those are, this is my record. It's not a wasted time. I don't look at it as, oh, I have wasted that much time and nothing had happened. No, that's my record of work. That's my, uh, sometimes you call it my CV. Uh, this is my resume. This is my CV. When you go and uh, present something, this is, my, this is my work. This is what I have done, which allows me to proceed. It should not allow me to, uh, 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 to let go or to retire or to, sit, to, to go and sit home. And here Allah Azza wa was telling the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Surah Ar-Rum, just hold on. Hold on. It's coming. Trust me, it's coming. Those who lack certainty, let them have their own doubts. But they should not uh, uh, have an impact on your resilience. So today, in this month of Ramadan, uh, we need to take this big, big dose of energy while reading the Quran, uh, uh, making sure that our work for this da'wah to bring Islam to its highest level, to build the state of Islam and the structure of Islam, and to build, to rebuild, restore uh, the, the Khilafah, should be at its peak. And those of us who had some hesitation at some point of time, uh, uh, feeling tired, uh, feeling that nothing we can do, it's too, 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 too tough in front of us, let us uh, uh, renovate uh, ourselves from within and use this opportunity of the month of Ramadan, the psalm, reading of the Quran, the prayer, the taraweeh, being close to Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, feeling the reward of Allah Azza wa Jal in front of us every time we sit at the, uh, uh, at the iftar time, the uh, maghrib time when it's time to eat, when it says the the happiness, that time we use it, that when we are very close to Allah Azza wa we have done something very significant, we have fasted all day, make sure that that moment regenerates within us that power, that zeal, that energy, so we can continue our work as it should be, so that we can, uh, uh, we can be, uh, uh, we, we will be able uh, to do what Allah Azza wa Jal had tasked us with, because Allah Azza wa Jal had tasked us when He says, "Isbar inna wa'da Allahi haq." 
That means he had given you a task that requires that sabr. He had given you a task that he told you, don't let go of it. Don't let go of it. Don't uh, be put down. Don't be, don't be loose on that. So there is something we need to do. We need to keep doing until Allah Azza wa brings this uh, victory, this support, until this Islam is restored. The structure of Islam is restored. I have to be careful because someone would say, oh, well, Islam includes As-Salah and As-Sawm, which is there. I'm talking about the structure of Islam that can maintain the unity of the Ummah, that can maintain the strength of the Ummah, that can uh, uh, work and help revive this Ummah and keep this revival going up and up and stop the decline that had been going on for many, many years. That is what needs to be restored. That's what needs to be built. That's what's missing in our life. That's the issue that cause, causes all the sufferings today. Today, you have more than 500 million Muslims who are below poverty lines. This is the largest percentage of people, of one type of people who are poor in the world, are Muslims, which is unfortunate. When the wealth of the Muslims in the Muslim land, which Allah Azza wa Jal bestowed upon this uh, Muslim land is the largest in the world. Yet, Muslims are the most uh, people who are suffering from that. Today, the most people who are evicted from their homes and their refugees all over the world are Muslims, unfortunately, which is very devastating. Today, the uh, most of the wars that consume uh, real lives of men, women, and children, these are Muslims. Uh, and all of this is happening because the structure of Islam that would have kept the Muslim life safe, that would have kept the Muslims uh, uh, satisfied and uh, remove the hunger from within the Muslims, that structure is not there. In fact, the structure that is within the Muslim land is anti-Islam, anti-Muslims, anti-survival, anti-prosperity, anti-humanity, anti-all things that you could think of as good ones. So the, uh, we as Muslim Ummah, we as people who think about Islam, uh, we as people who carry the da'wah for Islam, we cannot let this down. We cannot uh, 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 take an eye off this issue and be busy with anything, anything else because this impacts the life of each and every one of us. And I will conclude with this. The, the structure of Islam, the Khilafah of Islam, the justice of Islam is urgently needed for all the humanity. More, and it's more necessary than the air, than the, the, the air we breathe and the water we drink. And just remember that the, what allow the people in general to sustain their ability to breathe as they should with this air that Allah created. You need a structure that does not allow an incident to happen like we have seen in the United States when capitalism and the capitalist system kneeled. I'm not talking about one police officer, a system, a whole system built on racism, kneeled on the neck of George Floyd, suffocated him to death. What could have prevented that is only a just system like the Islamic system that would have prevented that incident from happening. And a just system like the system of Islam could have prevented the collapse and the burning of a hospital in Baghdad where people used were treated for, for corona. Because their investigation shows that the real problem was because of disputes for political reasons among politicians who are agents, one of them, some of them are agents for America, some of them are agents for Britain, some of them are agents for on their self-desires. That was a problem that caused the burning of a hospital in, in Baghdad that consumed uh, so many, so many, many, many lives. And many of you know about the incident. That needed, that needed the restoration of Islam. We need the restoration of Islam today to prevent such event. 
We need the restoration of Islam today to get the Muslims of Myanmar to uh, to get them back to normal life as Allah Azza wa Jal wanted them to honor their life. The, the, the Muslims of the Rohingya, the Muslims of Kashmir, the Muslims of Syria, the Muslims of Libya, the Muslims of Yemen, the Muslims of Saudi Arabia, the Muslims of all of these places, uh, they need Islam, the system of Islam to restore their honor as Allah Azza wa Jal bestowed upon them when he created Adam. And may Allah Azza wa Jal uh, grant all of you, those who are following us tonight, the, uh, the health and the forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal and the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant you the highest level of Jannah. May Allah Azza wa Jal enable all of you and all of us to work so hard, so relentlessly to restore Islam today, before tomorrow. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'll stop right here and if there are any questions, I will entertain them. Inshallah. Well, there is a question here from uh, Brother Ahmed. See, some people argue that Allah will not ask normal Muslims about obligation uh, of Khilafah. Uh, I could agree with this uh, somehow, but I will explain what I mean by uh, agree. Uh, some people may not even probably know the issue of Khilafah. They think it's political system. It's way beyond their uh, ability to comprehend. But Allah Azza wa Jal will ask them about uh, uh, specific uh, details, uh, things which are very well known in Islam for everyone uh, of Islam. I'm pretty sure that each and every Muslim knows that riba is haram. That riba is haram. And riba is haram, it doesn't mean that you don't do riba. It means the concept of riba is haram. وَمَا آتَيْتُمْ الْرِبَى لِيَرْبُوَ فِي أَمْوَالِ النَّاسِ فَلَا يَرْبُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهُ And Allah says, the riba that is used to exploit or to, to, uh, to suck the, the money and the wealth of the people is not allowed by Allah Azza wa Jal. means it's haram. This is very well known in Islam. Allah will ask you about that. He will ask you, but you lived in the city of Cairo and you know that within your neighborhood there were four or five banks which are dealing with riba. That is a haram that you will be asked about. You will say, I did not uh, uh, use these banks. True, you did not use the, these banks, but the riba was there. Now, Allah Azza wa Jal, he prohibited the, the khamr, the alcohol. You don't drink alcohol, but al-khamr is practiced in your neighborhood and licensed by the state. That is something you will be asked about. You'll be, now, you would say, well, it's the state that did it. But yes, of course, the state that did it, your task would have, should have been done to replace that state and to bring someone, some other form of state, let's call it, or the government, or which is the Islamic in this way, that will not allow that to happen. And the same thing about Zina, which is the capital cities of the Muslim world, all of them are full of the Zina, which is protected by, by, by the law. So those are details uh, that eventually when you think about them, you'll find that, look, at the end of the day, all of this, what I'm talking about, is nothing but replacing the systems that allow this munkar, that allow this, these deeds which Allah Azza wa dislikes and prohibits, replace them with a state, with a, with a government, with, an, with, a, with, with a structure, which I was calling the structure, that does not allow the riba to take place. That does not, does not allow alcoholism to be in your neighborhood or in the country, does not allow the zina, does not allow the treason which is that's committed by the, all of these states to sell the lands of Muslims to the enemies like Palestine to the Jews, which is being done by the countries, by Egypt, by Jordan, by Syria, by Lebanon, by Iraq, by Emirat, by Saudi Arabia and by Morocco and by and 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 all of this is in front of your eyes. Who is responsible for that? The Jew is responsible for it. The Jew, he wants that. He loves that. That's his. But you as a Muslim, this is your land and these are your people. And you find that Islam talks about poverty. You know that. 
That's why in Ramadan you keep paying the sadaqat and you really love to make the, Why the sadaqat you are doing it? Because of poverty. And sometimes you get so, uh, so much disturbed because you think, oh, I wish I had millions of dinars or liras or dollars or euros so I can give. Because why? Because almost everybody around you is poor. Especially I'm talking about the, the very much populated areas in the, in the Muslim world, in Bangladesh, in Pakistan, in Indonesia, in Malaysia, in uh, Egypt, in uh, Morocco, in, uh, all, uh, in Syria today, in Libya. So many places you'll find people are not finding uh, a bread to break their fast in Ramadan. And you wish that you had that. Now, uh, Islam does not obligate you as an individual. You as an individual, you have the, the, the right and the good thing to get the sadaqah. But at the end of the day, poverty is not allowed in Islam. It's not that feeding the poor is mandatory. Feeding the poor is mandatory. And poverty is haram. Because there is a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is very clear on this. If one person, one person sleeps hungry, the whole community around, around him, which is within the close proximity, is absolutely uh, denied the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's the essence, the, the interpretation of Bari'at Minhum Dhimmatullah. Allah Azza wa Jal has no, nothing to do with them, no covenant with them. So this is these are issues which are, if you just think about them, twist your mind a little bit, you'll find that, oh my God. So the fact that in my village, there are yet some pores which I cannot reach, or I can reach, but I don't have enough to feed. And it's beyond the ability of individuals to take care of that. This requires a state that honors the lives of the people and uses the resources within the country, not to become so rich and filthy rich by the uh, kings and the presidents. and the, You have seen in uh, the Arab Spring when, when it happened, how much money did the wife of the president of Egypt, Zain Abdin bin Ali, Layla Tarabulsi, she fled Tunis with uh, airplanes load of gold. And this was in the news. Mubarak, him and his sons, their accumulated wealth were in tens of billions of dollars. So that's those are cases where you know that those this money should have been put in order to resolve poverty. So poverty, which is prevented by Islam, requires you forget the the, the names. Sometimes say, "Oh, Khilafat uh, or Khalifat is not my issue." Look, I'm not going to argue about that, but I argue that the and the rules that Allah Azza wa want to be implemented, and those things which he uh, he gave Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the message, which is complete with all of these regulations that prevents those things that Allah dislikes and hates and doesn't like. He doesn't like the poverty, he doesn't like uh, injustice. Uh, uh, Allah does not like injustice. In Allah la yuhibbu zalimin. Many places in the Quran talks about that. Allah hates Zalimin, which is because they produce Zulm. And Zulm and depression is abundant. I mean, even uh, I was shocked when I, uh, I was listening to Biden in his uh, statement of when he accepted his presidency, talking about oppression uh, encompassing the entire world. Come on, man, you are responsible for oppression. And your puppets and the regimes that you installed in all over the world, you guys, you create oppression. I am not creating oppression. My system does not create oppression. At least I believe in a God who has rules and laws. He declares, I am not an oppressor. But you are the regimes in the world. You are you are the, the oppressors of all the, the, uh, the people. This is fact. So here, the argument is not whether... I have uh, an obligation for Khilafah. I have obligation for the implementation of the systems that Allah revealed. Allah revealed the Quran. In fact, I talked about this earlier in other uh, occasion. Allah talked to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam directly. He says, "Inna arsalna, inna anzalna ilayk al-kitab." Where I have revealed the book for you, لتحكم بين الناس بالحق, so that you rule among the people with haq. 
I did not reveal the book for you. Just come bring it, put it on your phone and read it while you are making tarawih uh, uh, or reciting it or uh, memorizing it. That's not why I revealed the Quran for. I did not reveal this book so that you can say, oh, I'm happy I have a book better than the, the, the Torah or the Injil. I revealed the book for you so that you make hukum among the people. لِتَحْكُمَ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ So you rule among the people بالحق وَلَا تَكُنْ لِلْخَائِنِينَ خَصِيمًا And never be a protector of the treason committers or the betrayers or the traitors. And how many traitors are in the world today? Look in the Muslim world that you live in. I'm talking to the brothers who would argue with me on this issue. How many traitors you have in your country? Who is not a traitor in the, among the governments in the Muslim world? None. None. There is no exception. Going all the way from Morocco in the west to, to, in the, uh, to Indonesia in the east. All the way from Turkey in the north, all the way to the south where, uh, of Africa. None. And here Allah Azza wa Jal says, never be on the side of the traitors, rule with the Quran. That's the argument here. And that's what we need. The power of Ramadan and the power of the Quran which was revealed in Ramadan to be able to re-energize and restructure our thoughts so we know what we should be doing. I hope I answered this question. Sorry for taking it long. Do we have other questions, brother? What we do until day is not there. Allah, when He says, Fasbir, inna wa'da Allahi haq, and He He showed what we, wala yastakhfannaka alladhina la yuqinun. Don't let those who have lack of certainty, don't let them impact you so you listen your work, make it lesser. Yastakhif means make your work lighter or you uh, 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 skip part of your work or you let go of the tasks. Now, what are these tasks? These are the regular tasks, daily tasks of carrying the da'wah by uh, uh, impacting the public opinion that look, Islam is the only way that can get you out of your uh, miseries. The Islamic system is the one that can save you from the atrocities committed by all of these uh, uh, non-Islamic entities. Uh, making a public opinion that Islam is the only is the one and only one system that should and must rule the people and anything else is null and void. We need to make, to press this, to keep pressing it upon the societies as much as the Prophet ﷺ used to do. And that's what Allah was warning the Prophet, don't let go of these tasks. You have been uh, uh, loudly speaking in Mecca that look, the mutaffifin, the ones who who, who who cheat the people in many different standards, using different standards, different uh, measures for values, those should not be appreciated. The riba should not be appreciated and allowed, and the bad deeds should be abandoned, and the uh, concepts about uh, the honor, who is an honorable and who is not, should prevail, and these are not the materialistic values, and then on top of that, you have to find out who is going to protect the deen and the structure once it's installed. So if, you, if I install my system, I need a support, and this support has to be a powerful support, a material support, aside from the support of Allah Azza wa Jal, which he knows how to do it. Now, my own support, which is my, my work, I need to find elements that can protect this da'wah and protect the structure of Islam once installed. So we need to, that's what we need to continue doing until the wa'ad of Allah Azza wa Jal happens. And uh, what we know, maybe the wa'ad of Allah Azza wa Jal gets implemented at the time when we have completed what we are supposed to do. So if we listen our work, we don't do all the work we are supposed to work, the wa'ad of Allah Azza wa Jal may not come. So I don't we don't know how the wa'ad of Allah works. Allah is 
he can do whatever he wants at the time he wants with a kun just be it and it will be or it can be he can uh, uh, relate that to see how much we are doing in fact there is uh, some indication to what I am saying in Surah Al-Ankabut where he says nasu ayyutraku do the people think that they are you would say oh we are the believers and we deserve the promise of Allah oh I want to test you I want to see you on the ground to test you in, in the lab of the earth this is my lab this the lab is your life let me let me test you let me see how you are going to perform and if you perform well if you achieve a certain level if you get an A on your performance then I will reward you with this Nasr if you don't get the A you need to, to work on that so that's what we should be doing, inshallah. Do we have any more questions? Okay. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah reward you and give you the best of the reward and uh, enable all of us to uh, succeed. And the success means to uh, be rewarded with Jannah, inshallah, and in this world to be uh, to deserve the promise of Allah so that Allah will bestow his a promise upon us and bring the uh, the Khilafah and the uh, uh, structure of Islam to the lives of the Muslims and then to the lives of all the people. We pray to Allah to have mercy upon uh, all of us and to forgive all our sins and to enable us to carry our tasks in the best manner uh, Allah is pleased with. Jazakumullah khair wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaykum. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.